Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We have rectified Curtis's attempts to sabotage this program. And we have a brand new printed list of... The Other Side of Midnight presents... I want to commend David Belusian. High school graduation is an important milestone in any person's life, as it is for David. But he's celebrating this accomplishment a bit early. He didn't just skip a grade. He is nine years old. Nine-year-old David Belugan of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Bucks County, I guess, Pennsylvania has graduated high school. This is incredible. His journey started in the third grade when his mom and teachers realized he was moving at a faster pace than the other students. And sure enough, he's managed to graduate high school at nine years old. So he's finished up his first semester at uh, Bucks County Community College, and he's now planning to apply to the Ivy League schools as soon as possible. Nine years old, applying to Ivy League schools. Can you imagine? Wow. David Belusian, I do commend you. I must also commend LeBron James. Whatever you think about him, uh, he has now smashed the NBA's all-time scoring record. And it has now ignited a brand new debate over who the greatest basketball player of all time is. Is it Michael Jordan? Is it Will Chamberlain? Is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Or is it LeBron James? But the fact remains, wherever you come down on that question, LeBron James became the NBA's leading point scorer of all time last week. All time. This incredible achievement is just remarkable. A lot of people thought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record would never be broken. 38,387 points, gone, shattered. LeBron James has now scored more points than any NBA player in the history of the NBA. Imagine. Jeez. Uh, Whatever you think about LeBron James, that is an impressive, impressive record. So, LeBron James, for your athleticism, I do commend you. I must also commend, some of you are going to disagree with this, commuting. Yes, the good old-fashioned American commute. Because for most American workers who commute, the trip to and from the office takes nearly one full hour a day. 26 minutes on average each way. Mine's a little longer with 7.7% of workers spending two hours or more on the road. Many people think of commuting as a chore and a waste of time. However, during the remote work surge resulting from the COVID pandemic, several journalists curiously noted that people were missing their commutes. So now there's a recently published conceptual study 
that looks at commutes as a, as a source of liminal space. And this is a time free of both home and work roles, and it provides an opportunity to recover from work and mentally switch gears to home. The commute, evidently, according to this study, unless your commute is too long, which is apparently the magic number is two hours. But if your commute's a normal average commute, this does wonders for your brain. It provides for your brain a tremendous, and I agree with this, I have to tell you, it provides for your brain a tremendous transitional period between work and home, between home and work. And people that work from home full-time, they're missing that transitional period. And uh, I am proud to give the commute a commendation. I must also give a commendation to Pat Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, a great quarterback, to think at his age that he's already been to four Super Bowls and has two Super Bowl rings not even 30 yet. The guy has two Super Bowl rings. Who knows? Um, I, I don't think anybody's ever going to play as long as Tom Brady played. But if he has the kind of career that it, like an Aaron Rodgers had or a Brett Favre in terms of length, there's no telling how many Super Bowls he end, he's in, he could end up in. It's extraordinary. So congratulations, uh, Pat Mahomes. We're proud to commend you. I want to commend Delavante Johnson. He's an Arkansas man who returned a wallet to a grandmother. And this has sparked an unexpected friendship. I just love stories like this. They make me so happy. Delavante Johnson was 19 years old. He didn't have to go out of his way to return a lost wallet to its owner and a complete stranger, but he did. And when he returned the wallet that D. Harkrider of Wynn, Arkansas, had unknowingly left in a Walmart shopping cart last month. This sparked an unlikely friendship that is still going strong. This woman, whose Wally returned, D. Harkrider, told USA Today, I just felt like he was an angel sent from God. The pair have stayed in touch since the random act of kindness brought them together. Johnson was welcomed as a visitor to Harkrider's church in January with open arms, and she plans to visit his church in return. This is so nice. I love it. You know, I'll never forget one time <clears throat> I was playing softball. and This is about eight years ago. And somebody found my phone that I had lost at the softball field, and they brought it to the radio station the next morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'm still just so grateful to the person that did this. And I never forgot it. And I, I, look, I did not stay in touch with that person. But shame on me. I wish I had. I think I friended him on Facebook. So maybe I will reach out to him. This story reminds me of that. But whenever you can return something, a phone, a wallet, anything to somebody that they think they may have lost, it really means a lot. And I really not only give Delevante Johnson a lot of credit here, but I give Miss Harkrider credit here because look, every relationship takes work. Believe me. And so the fact that they're both willing to put in the work in forging a new friendship, I think is great. But it all began with this fella 
returning a wallet to a total stranger, which he did not have to return. I want to commend Joe Salmon. I'm not sure if he pronounces it Salmon or Salmon. He's a teenager in Iowa. He's 17 years old. He was ice fishing and watching some snowmobile, snowmobile races. When he witnessed a Jeep plunge into the freezing cold water. So Joe calls 911. He jumps in to the icy water to save 83-year-old Thomas Lee along with his dog, Cooper. They were going to Thomas Lee's son-in-law's fishing shack around 3 in the afternoon when his car fell into the lake. And this is just, this is real, this is thinking on your feet and it's heroism. To not only immediately call 911, but then recognize that you're going to have to jump into this freezing cold water for the stranger and a dog that you never met. Love this kid. Love this kid. God bless you, Joe Salmon. I do commend you. Uh, I want to commend as well L. Gianelli. Another teenager. I didn't realize, you know, when I was curating this list, perhaps if I had my list in front of me the whole time and it was not pilfered by Curtis Sliwa, that I had so many teenagers. Ellie Gianelli, 16 years old, Stockton, California. Um, Is Stockton, California? I think it is, yeah. So Stockton, California. She spreads cheer by sending colorful socks to people in assisted living. I think this is wonderful. People's day get get brightened because of the socks that Ellie Gianelli, and she started this when she was in the seventh grade, sends to these people in assisted living. That's great. I have always said that I would like to do, you know, my problem, and I'm not making excuses, because it's all a question of priorities, right? We all prioritize the things that we decide are important. I've always thought it would be fun to do a a radio collection. You know, they have different drives, toy drives, teddy bear drives, to collect radios from people that want to donate radios and then donate them to people that are in retirement communities or assisted living because a lot of times they don't have great entertainment options and a lot of times they really enjoy radio. So I'd I'd like to do that one day. And this, this young woman... Ellie L. Gianelli has inspired me uh, to do that. I want to give a <clears throat> posthumous commendation to my former attorney on election law matters, Josh Ehrlich. Um, you know, I've known Josh for a long time, about uh, about twenty years, and he's represented me many times. But and he always did a fair job. Not a, Honestly, not a great job, but a fair job. But in the process of working with him, we became very good friends, and we would stay in touch. And he was an election lawyer, and this is a very unique specialization in New York. I know a lot of lawyers, very few election lawyers. The list of election lawyers that will give you election law advice for free it's on less you could have that you could count them on one hand and still have a couple of fingers left over. Josh 
was one of these lawyers. And I um, hadn't heard that he passed away. His memorial service is going to be today at Temple Israel in New Rochelle at noon. And uh, I'm sorry that I'm not going to be there. I wish that I could be. But he's passed away at the age of 67 from congestive heart failure. Uh, born in the Bronx. And he was raised in Manhattan. And he was uh, he, a, a graduate of Columbia University and uh, Miami Law School. A very well-known attorney. And he dedicated the bulk of his life to public service. Worked for the state senate, worked for the Westchester County Board of Elections. But he was just such a great guy besides. Um, And I'm really far too young. You know, I spoke to him just recently. And uh, we were talking about different things and uh, different election law matters. And he always just struck me as so energetic. And it just goes to show you, 67 years old. Can all end like that. So it's posthumous commendation for my friend Josh Ehrlich. I also want to thank... Chris from the Catskills. Now, Chris from the Catskills sends me about 20 SMS text messages a day. They're all way too long, and as such, I ignore about 80% of them. But he did inform me that Josh passed away, so I'm going to reach out to Josh. I know he was a father, and uh, I'm going to reach out to his uh, family. And a lot of it, he was divorced, so I know he didn't have a wife, but... uh, All these people in politics I know, none of them told me that Josh passed away. And Chris, who I don't think I've ever met in person, at least had the thought to say, oh, you know, Frank used to be involved in the Independence Party, used to be involved in the Reform Party. He probably knows Josh. Um, Let me let me at least tell him. And, you know, but for the fact that that uh, that he had told me that I wouldn't have known. So. I know a lot of people didn't know Josh, but he was a great guy, a wonderful guy, and a very good lawyer, and he's going to be missed by all of us that knew him, so happy to give him a posthumous commendation. All right, well, hey, you know, the New York Times, think what you want about them. They do, they they offer a lot of really terrific recipes. I cut out recipes from the New York Times all all the time. In the history of the New York Times, what do you think is the most popular recipe that they've ever offered? Right? I mean, there's all sorts of different recipes that they offer. They, well, it turns out that of all the highfalutin recipes out there, the most popular recipe that they have ever in terms of downloads online is from 1994 and it's old-fashioned beef stew takes two hours and 30 minutes to make and this is the most popular recipe that they've ever put online and had people download it. So this recipe from 1994 is the most popular. Can you imagine? It's not um, bouillabaisse. It's not a, I don't know. It's, you know, it's not coconut chicken curry, green shakshuka with avocado and lime, or kung pao cauliflower. They put out 700 recipes last year in the New York Times. 
So thousands of recipes fill their cooking database. And a 1994 classic is the most popular. It has more than 19,000 reviews and an average rating of five stars. It's been viewed over 24 million times since 2019, with 6.7 million of those visits occurring in 2022 alone. I want to put that in perspective. That is an average. This beef stew recipe, that is an average of 18,000 hits per day. Per day. So you know what I'm going to do? If uh, you're interested in this, I'm going to link to it right now on my uh, Facebook page. You can uh, check it out. Facebook.com slash Morano fan. But it takes two and a half hours to make. Um, but uh, if that's not a call for accommodation, I don't know what is. I must also commend, finally, Zachary Printer. A British cop. Unarmed British cop. He confronted a man who just shot five people. And he saved the day. The gunman, I don't usually like to say the name of the gunman, but his name was Jack Davison. It's relevant to the anecdote from the unarmed police officer. This unarmed police officer was talking to the Guardian about how he ran towards this gunman, Jake Davison. He shot dead five people with a pump-action shotgun. And this cop, Zachary Printer, unarmed, running towards someone with a shotgun, was determined to grab his attention and stop him from hurting anyone else. And this is what uh, this is what Zachary Printer said. My role as a police officer is to protect the public as best I can. I had no choice. I had to confront him to protect the public. I had to become the focus of his attention. He said he went to the scene even though unarmed officers were not meant to attend. He was tending one of the victims when he heard somebody shouting, he's back, he's got a gun. Um, he added that I, I needed to protect the public. I also needed to protect Jake, the gunman. He was obviously going through a massive trauma. If I got closer... I would negotiate and talk him down. And that is precisely what he did. So this this person, Jake Davison, killed his mother. Then three-year-old Sophie Martin. Her father, Lee Martin. Stephen Washington and Kate, Kate Shepard. And with this pump-action shotgun, Still in his hand, Zachary Printer exercised a great deal of heroism, ran towards him, de-escalated the situation. If this guy isn't a hero, I don't know who is. Um, I mean, just really incredible. Incredible. All right. Uh, that concludes this week's edition of Commendations. Thoughts, comments, questions, you can give me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.